What's good, everybody, and welcome to Moments with the Mobleys. I am your man, Johnny Mobley Jr. Hey, y'all, I'm his wife, Deidre. And we sound like ordinary couples. With extraordinary purpose. Greetings, salutations, accolades, and blessings. How y'all doing tonight? Just a disclaimer, I'm talking a little bit low tonight. I'm not going to elevate my voice because I'm supposed to be on vocal rest. I'm just trying to do better because I sound like somebody granddaddy. Now you I'm sound like somebody smoke, smoke a I'm, lot of cigarettes. I'm singing too much, so I'm trying to do better with my life. Okay? Okay. Hey. So, what y'all about to get tonight is real, raw, relational. Uh, that's what we always tell y'all. That's what we always do. So, tonight, Johnny and I are actually going to do, um, we're going to be our own therapist tonight. Um. Y'all going to see a live and live in color therapy session with me and Johnny tonight. We're our own therapist. Y'all ready for it? We're going to use the exercise on ourselves that we use on couples from time to time that my husband himself created. Um, And we're going to talk about some things tonight. Okay. Is that all right? Great. Husband. Mm -hmm. Wife. I love you. I love you too, wifey. Okay, great. So um, these are flashcards that we use with our couple before. Um, and the this was to actually engage them in um, hubby had me to, well, we both put these cards um, all over the dining room table. And um, can you tell them a little bit behind the, the 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 purpose of of this exercise for them? Can you tell well, them that? What I did was the the couple um, wasn't very clear. So sometimes when you tell couples that um, this is what they're doing, whether it's being controlling, whether it's being um, Um, overbearing, overbearing, selfish, untrustworthy, manipulative. Anything, uh-huh. They don't believe that that's what the category is that they're acting. Uh-huh. Their characteristics and the choices they're making in the relationship. They don't believe that that's what it is. Uh-huh. And as all y'all know, if you can't fix what you don't acknowledge. Right. So if you never think that nothing is wrong or you never think that this is what the issue is, then you automatically think this is just who you are and everybody needs to get with the program. Mm -hmm. And that's not healthy. Okay. So what I did was I pulled different characteristics from different areas, Mm -hmm. um, from healthy um, characteristics. Mm -hmm. That's what the H is for. Characteristics. And the summer we have some C's. For controlling on the back. Mm. Okay. And I think it was some other ones. Um, I've seen HCs and it was some other letter. NWC. I can't remember what that was. Let me see the word. Not uh, worth changing, I think. Not willing to change. Not willing to change, yeah. So the NWC was not willing to change. Um, And it was just different stuff. And Mm -hmm. then what we did was they didn't know the, the stuff on the back of the card mm-hmm. was what it was, but we just put the initials on it, and then we put different words out. Right. And they were able to pick the characteristics that they believe that their marriage, the state that their marriage was in at the, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was together, themselves, their their spouse, whatever the case is. So they was able to pick that. Um. Of course, once we explained what a lot of the characteristics was, mm-hmm. you know, we had one of the one of the one of the one person out of the couple had a complete meltdown because they felt like they were being attacked, and that's what it, what it was. Mm-hmm. It was basically, and we tell people all the time, me and my wife, if we're sitting in front of y'all, we go do a cons- consultation, and then if we Decide that we will go forth with helping y'all, and y'all decide y'all want us to help us. 
The only thing we do is take the mirror up probably in the what first three, four sessions and hold a mirror up and if, let y'all see yourself. If that long. Mm-hmm. So we're not we're not creating nothing, we're not making nothing up. We get all the information from the couple and then we say, okay, this is what y'all are. And then most of them they don't think that's what they are. Mm-hmm. So but you know, at the end of the day, that's what we do. Um, it's something that God gave to me at the at the time to do, and we did it. Which I think we need to copyright that and make it a game or something. Probably well, not, not a game, game but an exercise. Yeah, exercise. A, exercise we can a do tool. different different characteristics. Um. Yeah, we can use different characteristics and different settings and different stuff like that, but. Yeah. So that's what I did. So that's what we about to do for us. And so the concept, did you say that we, when they came in, we had them pull the characteristics that they believe that was the state of their marriage right. relationship right. at this very moment. Right. And if they both were maybe going to grab the same one, we took that card and said it and we kept it with us. Um, but if they felt like, you know, they, they maybe varied on the cards one believed it, one didn't feel figure that that was a characteristic. Then they would keep, you know, their own cards if they felt like that. Um, we, I think we only had a few, but that, that was the whole concept um, for us to talk about um, why they felt that way. One by one, of course, why they felt that way. So they could explain it, explain, you know, what the exit, some, maybe an example of why they felt that way um, with the other person listening um to understand and not to respond um why their spouse feels this way or and talk about it and and uh see how they can have tools to change that characteristic you know whether it's okay so this is what it's being presented as and this is how your spouse feels about that this characteristic is currently present in your marriage and here's you know what y'all can do to um help work on that and to change it, especially if it's not a healthy yeah, characteristic. And, and the, the, the entire reason for the for that is to make it easier for the topics to be talked about. Now, right. if if I was to pick some topics that I believe the state of me and my wife relationship is, is now, and she doesn't agree with it, doesn't mean that my feelings or what I chose is, is valid. invalid. Right, 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 right. So the whole thing is for you to understand the perception of what your spouse is actually seeing in the relationship that y'all are in and then communicating and talking about that it's not for a debate it's not for you to challenge each other and say i'm not like that that's not what it is it's for you to have an open mind and open heart to hear how your spouse feels Mm -hmm. at that very moment and their feelings are valid and that's the whole part point of it a lot of couples, when they do it, they don't they don't feel like they act that way, or they don't feel like they do, mm-hmm. or they take the victim status and say, "Well, I'm just horrible, horrible person, and I just don't do right." And that's not what it's for. Right. It's for the only way you know how to fix something if you know exactly what to fix. You fixing trying to repair a marriage and try to become better and healthy in a marriage, but you don't know what y'all working on. That's just it's not smart. It's just not smart. I, I was going to say the other word, but I figured not smart is better. About dumb? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so here we are. Johnny and Deidre need help. This is the first card. Our marriage is in trouble. Okay. You agree on that? You say our marriage is in trouble? Uh-huh. No, I don't. No, I'm just, we are the couple mode. Oh, oh, okay. Go ahead. Our marriage is in trouble. Okay, why would you say our marriage is in trouble? Okay, because um, there are things and in, in ways that, things that I've been seeing in in you lately, or not so much just recently, but before, and I have been trying to talk to you about it. And you have not been 
you know, responding to my my concerns. And it's it's become bigger now because you're saying is our marriage is in trouble. Right. Okay, I'm listening. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So that that th- this was one of the cards that was on the table and this this is a clear indication and this has happened before where one person has pulled this and the other person didn't agree with it. Agree with it. And so um it doesn't make the other person you know the other person if just because he didn't feel as if I felt about this that doesn't make you know what I'm saying I'm not going to condemn him for not thinking that but I'm going to explain like I just did I explained why I say that our marriage is in trouble obviously he is looking at it from a different perspective or what could be other reasons why you don't think that the marriage is in trouble because th- th- that's it just different perspectives so We've talked about perspectives before. Um, I do have my own perspective of things. Deidre has her own perspective of things. And then we come together. We have a couple, a marriage perspective of how we do things. All that stuff is valid in everything. So when we, if, and this is, and this is the, the part you need to pay attention to. Don't, if one, if your wife or your husband says our marriage is in trouble, don't try to dummy it down as if, you know, or say statements like, you know, you're making a big deal out of nothing. I don't think it was that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. If your spouse is saying it's a big deal, then you need to listen. If they use the words, our marriage is in trouble, you need to listen. Now, the person that's using our marriage in trouble, that can't be a, a attention getter. You can't just say that. Just to get the person's attention, it can't be every little thing that your marriage is in trouble. Because at some point in time, the person will stop believing that our marriage is in trouble. You just using that as a tactic to um, put them on edge or whatever the case is. So when it gets to our marriage is in trouble, then the other person needs to listen if you care about your marriage. But most of the time, our marriage is in trouble means. We had our wits ends. This is it. There's no compromise. I don't. I don't no right. Right. That's. I'm out. That's the severity no of what we look yeah. at that as. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So chronic criticism, even for the small things. So this comes into play when um, I feel I can't do anything right. You criticize for everything. If I, you know, wash the dishes and leave them in the sink or. Um, don't put the dishes, the, the dish, dishes up out of the dishwasher really quick right after the dishwasher is finished running. Um, and it, you know, it's something said about that. Or, um, if I don't, you know, if I'm, I think I use something, I can't remember what I used the other day. Um, but it's just constant criticism, even for small things. When somebody, you know, chooses this, how can this be? Okay, so how can one person look at this as criticism, but then the other person look at it as them just not necessarily criticizing you, but re- reminding you? Well, that that that's a controlling characteristic, right? It is. So most of the time, if you if you if you chronically if you're chronically saying something about everything, then the person you're talking to, that's not... Most of the time, it's the person that's actually saying what they're saying is the person that's unhappy, and you're a little too happy about stuff. So regardless of what you do, I need you to be where I'm at. Mm -hmm. So I don't want you to be happy. I don't want you to be satisfied with nothing because I'm not. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going... I'm just going... Nitpick per se. Yeah, I'm just going to say something about everything. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing: even if a person who's complaining chronically about the small things, if you do everything exactly how they wanted to do, want it's to still do never it, enough, and it's they still have something to say. That's when you know they, it's just a controlling mechanism. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's, oh. should, it should not be. Yeah, it should not. Everything should not be a chronic issue everything should not be a chronic issue right so how do you 
what I guess I would say, what tools can we use? Because remember, we're the couple. So what tools can we use to help pinpoint that for the person who is, you see what I'm saying? For them to be honest enough to receive correction about, you know, how can, what, what, what is, I guess, what is the, what are you telling that, that person or what are you telling that couple um, as a way to work on, um, I guess, the root of what this come from yeah. and how they can work on, you know, making for the person who's always criticizing how they can make better choices, how they can really talk about the root of the problem or get to a solution. So this this card can be torn up and not be a characteristic of their of their marriage. Well, what I would do if the person is is, is complaining about everything as far as sweeping the floor, mm-hmm. um, you didn't park the car the right way yeah, in you the driveway the and you didn't put the trash can back in the exact spot it was supposed to be. Then my question would be to the person that's asking the question is, what's going on with you? Yeah. Now it's time to have a one-on-one conversation with the person that's actually saying all this stuff because that person is not happy somewhere in their, and somewhere in their life they're not happy. Yeah. And being that they're not happy, most of the time the unhappiness deflects on everybody else in some kind of way, shape, form, or fashion. Mm-hmm. So most of the time people like that are not happy with themselves. So other people that are in their lives, especially if it's their wife or their husband mm-hmm. or their children, they don't want to see happiness because they're not happy for whatever reason. They don't want to see moments of joy because they're not, they're, they're not joyful. Mm-hmm. So they always want to nitpick about something. They're not happy about something. And it, it has everything to do with the person that's actually saying it. So that, that would be the tools I would actually use for that is, to pull the, the person aside that's actually saying it and then dig deep and find out what's going on with them and why they're not happy. Because although these these are not big things, the trash can and the car and all this other stuff, and a lot of times you'll find that the person that's criticizing and never told them mm-hmm. that they wanted the car park here or they wanted the trash can turned this way. Right. They, they're just finding stuff. They're right. searching for stuff. So that's when you know that it's the person that's actually stating the things that are that is unhappy, and that's when you have to do just dig in and find out what's going on with that person, and then get to the bottom of it from there, and then move forward from there. Okay, cool. So the next one um, you wrote were, was veiled or or veiled or overt threats against you or them. So this sounds like it's more than just the verbiage, or or is it? Is it? Uh, threats that you feel what is veiled or overt threats let me let me first go there so it's it's like <clears throat> you un so you undercover threatening them on the low yeah it's maybe or yeah. not okay so threatening them but not saying it full out like yeah, i'm gonna so kill you well, I, I wouldn't even say that. I would go to the point where saying, um, you know, man, I told you, I, you know, I ain't like my peas by my mashed potatoes, man. See, this why. This right here, I don't know if I can do this. Or, um, you know, I really don't. You know I don't eat such and such and such. But you cooked it anyway. And then your spouse said, well, I did. I know you don't eat that, but I made this for you. Well, I don't really want that tonight. You just don't. You just don't get me. I don't know if we can do this. So the the okay. the the threats are kind of underlined, but you say stuff like I don't know You're if I can do this. Saying slick and slide. I don't know if I can do this. You just don't get me. When are you gonna ever you know get who I am? Mm-hmm. Do you know who I am? It's it's just different stuff like that. So it's always stuff to throw a person off to think as hard as they may be working mm-hmm. to make the relationship work. That is nothing that they can do right. Right, right. Okay, so um, and that's a, that's a controlling characteristic too. Right? That is because it's a C. Yeah. So we've never, you know, we've this has never been a part of our actual relationship, veiled or overt threats against you or them. Um, the only thing would you consider the "it ain't you, it's me"? No, that wouldn't be one. No, no. I, okay. No. 
Cause that's what. So what tactic is that? Uh, a guilt? Well, no, that wouldn't be guilt either. Manipulate? Manip- would that fall in the manipulation? manipulation? Okay. Okay. All right. And most of the time, when a person says it's not you, it's me, they already got a another plan. So if it's a man saying it's not you, it's me, they got to leave. They got to get themselves together. I got to gather myself. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it's another female in- involved. Or it's another person involved, mm-hmm. and the same with a woman. That's that's most of the time what it is. They, it's almost like our relationship ain't bad enough for me to like leave. But instead of me saying that is your fault, then I'm gonna say I just got some stuff I got to deal with, so I need to take a break. And I, I think I done did that to you before in the past. And well, you know you have, but yeah, I just need to take a break. Was it for another woman? It probably was. <laughs> I think it probably was. I, I think I think I actually told you that. I said you. Uh, I know you, my wife, uh, and I'm not no, gonna cheat no, on no. you. No, no, you told me that another time too. Though I did. We was already married. We was already married. We was already married. That? You said it's not. It's not you. It's me. So you want to? You want to retract what you just said? Because we about to have some real issues live, and don't turn this camera off. Because I'm about to flip that table over. What'd you say? All right. So maybe it wasn't. <laughs> maybe it wasn't. I had to gather my thoughts. I had to get myself together. No, I'm playing, y'all. I do know why you said that when you said it. You were, um, like you said, you. it was a period that you felt like you needed to take a break because there was a lot going on. I wasn't, you know, doing some of the things, some of the ways that you wanted me to do. And you were, I think, tired of talking to me about it, I think, is the point that you had gotten to when you say it's not me, it's you, it's not me, it wasn't me, it was you and you just needed some time. And that was the time I, I went to my mom and them yeah. house and then you kind of changed the locks or gave me the key or something. I lost my key at Kroger and I came and got your key, yeah. but you didn't give me the full set. You kept a backdoor key. Yeah. So what you what you want all the keys for? We remember we a couple in crisis and we need help. <laughs> okay, the one this next one is sexual interactions that feel upsetting afterwards. Wh- what is what is that? Because okay, y'all. So Johnny actually wrote the um the flashcards, and for the most part, I understand them. But there were a couple of them that I didn't understand. I don't believe that they chose one of these ones. Um, none of our couples have chosen any one of these ones. But this one says sexual interactions that feel upsetting afterwards. Like sex? Yeah. That's a controlling characteristic too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what we do <laughs> This is the thing. So a lot of times and this this happens a lot of times when um the husband or the wife is actually sleeping with someone else. And they're not to the Satisfied. place. They're not to the place to where they want to leave their spouse. So, if I'm out and I'm doing something with somebody else, uh-huh. and I come home, you know, I'm too tired. I don't really want to do nothing, but you want it, so I give it to you. And then I'm not a hundred percent there because it's the thing with being married. The physical part is important, but the emotional part is just as important. Right. So if your spouse is not there emotionally, then, you know, and then sometimes it, it don't matter. You would say it wouldn't matter because you just want to get your rocks off and all that. But at some point in time, you want it to matter. So if you're not, if you're not 100% there, then, you know, could I remember I'd, I'm trying to think. I think we talked to a couple that said if she just not in it, then, you know, I'm upset. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she wanted to have sex all the time and he didn't. But, you know, she was like, well, he just ain't into it. And, you know, I need him to be into it and all this when I'm, you know, I need her to react. I need him to react yeah. and respond and all yeah. this other stuff. And Buddy was like, man, I'd be tired. I, I mean, this is what it is. So, that's what I mean by just unsatisfied after the sexual encounter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get your rocks off. Yeah, you get the big old, but 
when you're married to somebody, you know, and it's not that type of atmosphere, you want the person to be 100% in it. Now, being married as long as me and Deidre have, it's been some times where we just did a hit it and quit it. That, that's, that's, it but it was agreed upon. Yeah, before. it was agreed upon. But for the most well, part. Sometimes it maybe wasn't. For the most so, part, it was I want her upon. 100% in and I want to be 100%. She want me 100% in. So that's emotionally looking in the eyes the whole nine. And it's going on when it happened. You know, don't talk to me directly, but. You know, if it's in the wee hours of the morning, yeah, don't talk to me. Yeah, we don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to verbally say anything to each other. Yeah. <laughs> if you need to holler, turn to the side. <laughs> you holler, <laughs> come back. Grab a me. pillow, put it over your face. Come I'm back to me. Out of that morning breath. Boy it up. Do something. Don't throw it right at me. But that's what that means. Okay, thank you for the clarification on that. Um, I give up, Johnny. I give up. I don't want it. That's so if I'm not mistaken, that's a not willing to change. Yeah. Yeah. But what if I really give up? What if you really give up? Yeah. First of all, I wouldn't let it get to a point where you would want to give up. Yeah. That's the first thing. So Me when 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 the red flags come up is, you know, once you say our marriage is in trouble. And the person don't listen. This is actually the next step. I give up. This is it. So, and this could be from a this could be a controlling characteristic because if a person does not want to change, there's no way you can be in a relationship and do not change. There's no way you can be. And this is this is just not a a, a marriage. This is in any relationship. You can't be in no relationship. And don't be willing to change. No relationship that you care about and not be willing to change something. It's not going to always be good conversations. It's not going to always be we agree upon everything. It's not going to be all that. But if you have a, a compassion for the person that you're in a relationship with, in, mm-hmm. within, then you will be willing to fold a little bit. You're willing to come to some type of agreement on something. But if you're not willing to do that, then you really have to check the relationship. You have to check your, yourself. Because who want to be in a relationship of any type with a person that just wanted their way and never nobody else's way? You don't want to compromise. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want to, you know, that's just selfish. Yeah. That's just selfish. Yeah. And we might do it one or two times, but, you know, at that third time, but when you go ahead and go that way, then I'll, I'll go this way. That's just how it is. I don't even think it'll be two times for me, but I, I'm we're pretty intentional about who we have in our circle. So the people we have in our circle that we call friends and family, we care about the relationship all the way around. So um, th- there are things that we would do to make sure the relationship is good. So you know, even if it's you know me and Deidre. Um, giving up something or putting something aside to to really focus on the person, or vice versa. So I don't. If you ain't got nobody in your circle, if you have no relationship like that, then that's that's super unhealthy. That's just super unhealthy because I I don't I don't know what that's like. I thank God that I've had people in my circle that care about the relationship. And some people that I've just, we've just outgrown. So, but yeah, once you get to a place to where I give up, um, and that's on either part. So if the person who's controlling say I give up and that's the victim status, if I give up, I just I can't do nothing right. Um, it's always my fault. Is this, that, and the other, da, 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 da. Then that's a controlling characteristic and you just don't want to change. So is there a conversation that that we can have or the couple can have after one says that or gets into that mode to kind of bring them back and get them back on track to, you know what I'm saying? So what, what I, what I found the technique that we usually use, what I found is once a person gets all that off, off their chest, then we kind of let it settle again. 
And then we kind of gradually go back into conversation and then pull the stuff out. Because when a person gets to that point, they become overwhelmed. They think from the narrative in their head, they think everything that's being said. And everybody is, is against them. Yeah, yeah. From, from us to the husband against the wife or vice versa. It's just everybody. So they get overwhelmed. And, you know, we get that. So what usually happens is when they get to that point, we would just settle down. Unless, so we've actually had couples that one of them, when they got to that point, they'll just get their stuff and leave. So there's nothing we can do about that. <laughs> and then, you know, after that, then or they hang up the Zoom. Yeah. yeah. They definitely have to come to us um, and start another conversation in any way, shape, or form. Now, after something like that happens, because me and Deidre gets the diet, we get the dynamics of when folk are going through this stuff and we, and we get it. And sometimes it gets overwhelming and the person just want to leave. We're giving them person, you know, one time. Now you come back, you gotta, you gotta start the conversation with us. Cause we didn't walk away from you guys. You know, y'all walked away from us. So this is where we at. So when we come back, we got to start the conversation. Once we start the conversation, we'll go from there. And then if for whatever reason it happens again, then we're we're probably just not. Well, I, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that. If it happens again, that we are to, we haven't had it happen twice. Usually, it happened one time, and either they have reached back out to us, or we just don't hear from them no more. So, okay. So, presuming you're guilty until proven innocent. Versus presuming you're innocent until proven guilty. Because this one was a controlling behavior that you put on here. Presuming you're guilty until proven innocent. Versus the other way around, which is supposed to be presuming innocence until guilt is proven. Yeah. So I remember this movie. um, I cannot remember the name of it. Um. What the man name? Harrison Ford? No. Oh. Um it's the black actor, the light skinned guy. Um he had the coffee shop. He was in jail. Um Tiffany Haddish played on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. I do. One of one of the one of the scenes in that, which I thought was one of the scenes in that was he was actually going to see who he thought was be- his girlfriend or becoming his girlfriend. And she wanted to try this other relationship. And he was walking to her job, her place of employment. And he saw her and another dude walk out, walking the exact same way. He was the guy. Yeah. Uh, Charlie. So what he wound up doing is just calling her. And when he called her, she didn't answer the phone. And he was looking at, them why he called she looked at her phone and she ignored the phone call now i said that to say if that that's that's what happened when he actually saw what was going on then they had a conversation and you know it didn't go good but they had a conversation but just think about this what about um a husband who calls his wife and she don't answer the phone or a wife that calls the husband and don't answer the phone. People ask me and Deidre all the time, you know, especially the couples we counseling. So if you call her and she don't answer the phone, that, that don't make you mad? What's she doing so much that she can't answer the phone? I said, well, my wife got other stuff she do. So if she don't answer the phone, I just shoot a text, babe, hit me back. Or she'll just text me and say, hey, on a phone call, I'll call you right back. Cool. Right back might be an hour later. But what if I was the person that said, if I call you, you don't ask the phone, who are you talking to? So that's the assuming guilt part of it. Is the person more important to me? Or if I see, you know, if I see you out, I just happen to pass by and I see you at a restaurant and it's like two girls and three boys, they're including you. And I'm just upset because you sitting by the dude. And y'all look like y'all were just having fun. And I'm just saying, okay, so now that's your that's your boyfriend? What, what's going on? So why y'all was so cozy? Why y'all was looking at each other and smiling so much? Actually not 
paying attention that the whole table was laughing. So just jumping to conclusions like that. If you see the person, I don't think I've never seen Deidre nowhere and I called her and she didn't answer the phone. I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think that never happened. I don't think that never happened. I know if I, I've called her before when she was at her job, when she worked outside of the home, and I've called her several times, and she was busy. And throughout the day, probably about three, four hours, and I don't hear from her, that I just popped over with a job. Cause, and it wasn't me saying that she was doing something, but I wanted to make sure she was good because I understood at her job how some things can go. And being that she wasn't answering the phone, I just wanted to lay eyes on my wife to make sure she was good. If I didn't hear her from her, she'd do the same thing. If she don't, if I don't answer my phone or something, I text her back or something, she'll pop up. But the whole thing with assuming that you're guilty, guilty, right? That's just automatically going to the narrative in your head that's thinking that because she didn't answer her phone, that she got to be with some dude. Or because he didn't answer his phone, he got to be with some chick. Oh, well, why? What you was doing? Well, and especially if the if the verbiage is, babe, I called you like three times and you didn't answer the phone. Like this one time, babe, I went to lunch. Here, who I'm lunch with, and then she had some words for me once I got home. She she. But there was I had I had very valid. Reasons for feeling how I felt. She did. She did. It was, I think it was three young ladies that mm-hmm. went with me. Yeah. And she felt, she had valid reasons of why she felt the way she felt. And I picked my battles. Yeah. I don't, even though I don't think you understood at first why I felt like that. Because I think you think that I was being, uh, it was, it was too much. I was overreacting, I think. Um, yeah. If you be honest about it, I think yeah. that that's what you thought at the beginning. Because you saw it, you went to lunch with, you know, yeah. uh, some coworkers. But when I explained it to you, you know, the the different incidents that played into that or uh, happened, you know, separate a couple of separate times that that now we're here at this point, I I suspected there was something else. And Not th- on your part, yeah, but on the other person's part. And this, this, this didn't happen too long. This happened within five years ago. Yeah. So, and and here's one of the things. This is a a great example of me and my wife relationship. So, this one of the things that I did think she was overreacting. Because yeah. my mindset and my focus was not on nothing that she thought it was, right? But she felt something from one of. the the co-workers. Mm-hmm. So, although I never felt that, what I did have to do, and what, what happened was it did escalate to a level two because I didn't take heed to what the words my wife was saying. Mm-hmm. So I kept moving the exact same way. But at the end of the day, if she was not good with it, then I need to change what I'm doing. And a lot of people probably do not agree with that. But if it's not good... If it's disrupting my household and it's making my wife uncomfortable, then I need to choose. Is this is this worth me have not having peace in my home because my wife sees something that I possibly don't would never see? So I had to choose the value of both of it. They were my coworkers. We I'm cool with pretty much a lot of people. So I'm just a nice guy at the job and encouraging and all that stuff so you know and some people might misread that to think it's something else but what i had to do is i it shouldn't have never went to level two but it did once it got to level two we had a heart to heart and i told her fine i'm cutting it off never talk to her again never do that i say good morning but as far as i'm gonna go and she was good with that but it upset her because she felt like she was like, I'm telling you something and you're not listening to me. This is what this is how this makes me feel. And it matters how my wife feels, even with outside relationships I have outside with my out of my marriage. It matters how she feels. And this is the part where y'all got to take seriously in your marriage, because if y'all don't consider yourself as one and then 
you feel like I can be friends with whoever I want to be with. She just got to be over it. Or I can be friends with whoever, whoever I want to be and He just got to be good with it. Then that's not going to work out too good for you. That's just not going to work out too good. We talked about gates before, and that's definitely a gate. If if my wife has never been wrong with any intuition she's ever felt about anybody in my life. So she has a very good history with pointing out certain things. Some things I saw blatantly, it was said to me from these people. Other things I didn't see. But I'm not going to stop listening to what she's saying. And then I don't want my marriage. It, it ain't worth my marriage not having peace in it. Because if she feels uneasy about something, then I need to take that take heed to it. If I feel uneasy about something, she need to take heed to it. Uh-huh. It's not a whole, it's not a whole, well, I'm good with it. She just need to get all right with it. Right. That ain't how that works. And it's not vice versa. Because yeah. if he says something that obviously um, upsets him or concerns him, I'm gonna ask the que- I'm gonna answer the question. I'm gonna say, okay, you know, I know y'all obviously know that I'm not gonna choose whatever that situational person or whatever that is, you know, over him. So it's gonna I ain't trying to plead the case or the cause. Okay, honey. <laughs> yeah. Because I know the type of person that you are. And I know that, you know. You're you're not just nitpicking or finding a reason to be upset or angry um, about a certain situation. There is if you're saying something, there's a valid point. And you're not either. Point example, her phone is ringing. Her phone been ringing the whole time we've been on here. Now, I can easily say that this your man calling you. What, what's happening? No. Well, the first time it was our daughter trying to mm. do on me. And then this time it's. I'm not going to say those names, but I'll tell you afterwards. Um, okay. And so that's where we are with that. Um, the, the last one that I want to go over is forgiveness. And so forgiveness actually has an H behind it. Forgiveness um, has an H behind it. Um, okay. Well, let me throw this one in here first. Sexual faithfulness, um, which has an H because that's healthy because that means that you're both sexually faithful um as y'all know if y'all have listened to the podcast any length of time from the beginning uh to to knowing about um when this was violated in our marriage and how we were able to work towards this not being an issue anymore yeah and sexual faithfulness does not just mean physically. Yeah. That means emotionally. That means mentally with your eyes. That means all the people that watch porn, even if you watch porn with your spouse, it's not healthy. Me and my wife tried it. Um, it freaked us out a little <laughs> bit because it was some things going on. It freaked you out because I didn't see that. It was some things going on. We didn't, didn't really. Part of yeah. I fell asleep. Yeah, it was just like in. You know, this was a long time ago, y'all. Whoever, whoever so it, got a hold, right? That's right, where I'm going at. Right, it ain't matter. Listen, and this I was not yesterday or day before. This but, was yeah, many years ago. And here's married. the thing: with sexual faithfulness, a lot of people think this is just physical. So, um, with emotional, emotional faithfulness is very important because. You could talk about deep stuff with another person and not with your spouse. That's a problem. Because most of the time, if you're talking about deep issues or problems or trauma or whatever, at some point in time, you're going to be talking about your spouse because they added something to it. And you're not comfortable enough to talk to your spouse, but you're comfortable enough to talk to somebody else. That's a problem. That's a problem. Pornography. If you're looking at Susie. Susie Jean, she take her, bend her leg and do all this other stuff. She's doing all this stuff with her body, this, that, and the other. Now you're comparing to your wife. Susie Jean do this, but if you ain't, if she don't know you looking at porn, or he don't know you looking at porn, you just expecting things. And you know what the crazy thing is? Somebody, somebody long, long time ago, they had an issue with this. 
and I'll bring it back to your memories. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that they they was doing was comparing an old friend to their husband. And because the old friend now, you know, he was lifting weights. He had a little six pack on him. You know, he looked different. Why you can't? Why you on lift weights? Why why you on? You know, why you need to we you need to go to do this. You need to go. That's the comparing. That's sexual unfaithful. That's that's not being faithful. Because now you fantasizing about somebody else and now you're trying to turn your husband or your wife into that person. That's that's what that is. Sexual faithfulness has everything to do with all that. Now not I'm not saying yeah, I'm not saying that you don't see beautiful women. I see beautiful women all the time. But I promise you, beautiful women on the outside, it's just a lot in 2023. I you you don't know if they I, it's just a lot. I'm not going to even Yeah, you you just it's a lot. It's the a outside lot. don't always say what the inside got. They might be beautiful on the outside to you, nice well, I say pleasing to the eyes, but when you unwrap the wrapper. Or it don't always have to be physical. It it don't. It don't. But sexual faithfulness has to do with all that. Desiring somebody else, desiring your wife or your husband to be like somebody else, desiring all that. Just accept your spouse for who they are. You married them. You've been with them for a long time. Changes have happened on both parts. Uh-huh. If you've been with anybody, the length of time me and my wife been to, the body done went through stuff. Body still going through stuff. It's different things that you gotta you gotta find. You gotta find that sweet spot to where you at in whatever season of life that you're in. So you just gotta have understanding about a lot of stuff. But to to try to compare your spouse to somebody else or something that you see or whatever, I'm telling you. So you were saying that you do see women that are, you know, I do attractive and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you know that what? You're the most beautiful. My, my, Feel like you're trying to set me up. I'm not. No, no, so no, no, no. This is. This is. This I'm not is, trying to set you up. I promise at, I'm at not. At 51, Johnny wants a beautiful woman more on the inside than the outside. I have been blessed to have both with my wife. She's beautiful on the outside as well as the inside. I'm not finna go through that. It took a long time for the digging and the and the purging, and the, it took a long time. Now we to the gold part. Of each other, we. I'm not. Now you know I wouldn't just say something to try to, you know, manipulate you and set you up. Yeah. I just wanted you to finish that sentence. Yeah, it's it's um, it's. I do see and do you see handsome guys? Yeah, she I do. do. But just but because of how they though. look on yeah. the outside does not mean that I'm telling you. I'm telling you because it's more than that. I but, promise. Yeah, it's I more. It's you. much more than that. Just, just have a conversation with one of them. Yeah. And I don't even want to do that. It's just, you know, it's 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 so much more than that because, you know, when you, when I think about the things that we have gone through, the place that we are, we are at now, um, and, you know, I still find you um, attractive, you know, I do. In, I in find every you way. attractive too. What I, what I say about your booty? Hush. I still find you attractive in 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 every way. <laughs> I wish I could have my camera recording the the foolery that goes on behind this camera, but um, it's so much more to that than just a pretty face or a nice body yeah. or a handsome face or I a need nice you to have body. A pretty mind. Right. I need you to have a I beautiful need, heart. But, but the mere the mere point of it is that, you know, we are we're purpose partners. Yeah. We we are spiritually not phys- only physically connected, but spiritually connected. And, you know, you're my person, I'm your person, and we've been connected by God. And so nobody can cover me like you do. Because you've been I've been called to you and you've been called to me. Vice versa. And so there's no replacing 
that. Yeah. And it's so, just, it's just, it's so much more. It's, it's so much more than just the physical. And that's where a lot of people get, get it mixed up at that. It's, it's more, but it has to be more about the physical because every day ain't going to be a good day. Every, you know, every, it ain't going to be peaches and cream and roses and strawberries and, you know, wine and glitz and glamour every day. And that's where the, you know, that's where people get it a little twisted when it comes to wanting to be married and seeing, you know, where we are now and people saying, oh, well, you know, um, you know, I, I love your relationship and I, I want what y'all got, but to get what we got, we had to go through stuff. And you got, and to we stay. still go through stuff, right? You, you have absolutely, to stay. absolutely Work out the stuff. You had to stay. It doesn't matter if I left Deidre and went to somebody else. Guess what? Still got to work. Still got stuff. stuff. Yeah, if she left some, left me and went to somebody else. Still got stuff. Remember, people only show you their representative. Yeah, and their representative is gonna look good until. And then when you dig in, you find, find out. out the stuff. Cause at the end of the day, everybody, everybody got stuff. Everybody they can lie about it, everybody. sugarcoat it, put cherries and Cool Whip, whipped cream, and the way they got it now, all this AI stuff, all kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, you find out a lot of stuff about a lot of people. You can, you can just do go, just go on the social media because they tell stuff. a lot of their stuff on social media. Just look at some of the pictures. Yeah, you really don't even have to ask the questions. Just look at, at some point. of the pictures. I'm a Christian, but you on here, you got half of your boob out. You got a tattoo going all the way down your cleavage in the middle, all the way down your belly button. You just got stuff coming up your nip. Yeah. Yeah, sweetie. Mm. The the representation of who you say you are, yeah. it ain't lining up. You on you on video, you working out, you got your shirt off, you know, showing your six pack, but you listen to gospel music. But what? What? Wanted to show what the Lord everybody, gave them. Want everybody to have a good day. God bless everybody. And I'm loving everybody. And I'm God bless. Man, y'all can say this. People it's hating other on other people. It's other motives, Why babe. are you on here working out with your shirt off with these little pants on, but you talking about Jesus? You got, that ain't your true motives, bro. Because okay. you we, can tell in your comments. We go, we go move along. Mm-hmm. We go move your along. Your arms look real nice. All right, six pack, twelve pack. Okay, ain't nobody saying nothing about Jesus. It's just the motors all messed up, y'all. Um, before we go, the last one. This is a healthy card, and it's 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 actually forgiveness. And so, um, I want to ask your forgiveness of me because. What y'all don't know is my husband was a little irritated with me before we got on here. And he wasn't going to say it. He wasn't going to say it. What he actually did say was, uh, you know, he was a little flustered or a little aggravated, I think it was. Um, And so I just point blank asked him. I said, well, did I add to the aggravation? And he said, you know, a small bit. And instead of getting in my feelings and being nasty acting on here, I wasn't. Um, I turned this into a productive conversation and we talked about the cars and the, the healthy ones and the controlling ones and um, all these. And we legit are going to uh, put the package these. Uh, we really are. Um, and, you know, add more to it. So the, the user of it can really use it, you know, at home like you do, like you they have those other, you know, tools and games yeah. and different things like that or whatever. But so I want to I want to um, I know there was a, a point in time today that I wasn't available. Um, there also was a point in time today that you weren't either. Um, but that's neither here nor there. We are here now. And so. um I do. You forgive me for yeah. the the slight bit of uh, aggravation that I added to to uh, to your mind uh, a little bit earlier. It's never my intention to I do, do that. Um, and I forgive you because I for, I forgive me because I didn't express. I kind of went back to my old thinking. If I say what I'm feeling, and it's gonna come across wrong, and she gonna be mad, and she ain't gonna be able to take it, and that's what I was saying, but. You did. All this did was show me that 
you are my person because you was able to take that and you still was able to pull out of me what we needed to talk about in the podcast. And I had no idea what you was going to talk about. So, so thank you and forgive me. I love you. You ain't say you forgive me though. I did. Oh, I'm sorry. I do forgive you. Okay. I love you too, baby. Whatever. I love you too. But the forgiveness part is not, as we've told y'all, it's not for the other person. It's for you. Because you, your body wasn't built. Your mind wasn't built. Your heart wasn't built to carry that stuff. And believe it or not, when you carry unforgiveness, it affects you physically. When you carry unhealthy stress, it affects you physically. A lot of people have ailments and, and pains going on in their body because they're holding on to emotional stuff that their body was never meant to hold. So if you got stuff going on with your body, release it. Forgive the person, not only because, not to get a, I forgive you from the person, but just to get, not to get a response from the person, but just to get it off of you and out, out of you so you can begin to heal and move forward and grow healthier. The, the forgiving is not for you. And a lot of people say they know that and they say, I know, you know, I said I apologize and it was, you know, I wasn't expecting them to say nothing back. But then you move as if you was expecting for them to say something back. The way you respond, the way you move, the way you conversate, the way you talk, it says that you wanted them to say something back. So if you say, I apologize, Deidre, and she was like, okay. And you think she, I'm sitting here thinking with, I mean, I ain't really had nothing to apologize for. You, you should have been the one apologizing, but she don't feel like she supposed to apologize. So now I feel some kind of way. And then I go, Jay, man, you know, I done told that chick. I apologize. She ain't saying nothing. I was trying to get her. I was trying to encourage her to tell me. Yeah, that, that ain't, that ain't healthy. That ain't healthy. That's called. You have motives and then you have your true motives. You got the motives that you want everybody to think the reason of why you're doing it. And then you got the true motives, your true motives, your true itinerary of why you're doing what you're doing. And then when you don't get the response back that you think you should have gotten, then you start moving like that. Don't do that. And if you feel like you got to do that with the people that's in your life, then maybe some of the people don't need to be in your life. Or maybe you just need to, Get help. Therapy is therapy info is, at moments with the mobilist. Yeah. <laughs> therapy, therapy is not a bad word. You go get your car all changed, not because something wrong with your car, but to keep maintenance up on it. That's what counseling, that's what therapy is for. Just to clear your head, to get the stuff out on the table, to have somebody look at it and help you work through some stuff. It ain't got to be deep. It ain't got to be a crisis, it ain't got to be that. But sometimes you just need folk to pull. When my when my team came in today, including my wife, they saw my posture and my look. You know, the first thing they started saying, "How? What can we do to help serve you? What can? How can we get this stuff? We could just start sending you stuff." They just started coming up with solutions. That's what you need in your life. That's what you need in your life. You don't need folk that's gonna walk away. You don't need folk that's not gonna say nothing. You don't need folk. Wait, you need to get yourself together. You don't need that. You need folk to look at it and be and and feel what a person is feeling. It it wasn't something, it wasn't a place that I stayed long. But that's the type of people you need in your life. You need people who's gonna, that's what I was telling y'all. You need people in your life that cares about the relationship, that has compassion, that are willing to adjust, that are willing to lay some of their stuff down to help you with whatever you got. That that has to be a part of the people of your support team that you have with you. If you do not have that, if you got people in your life that's just pulling from you and they don't never impart in you, then that's a problem. That's not healthy. That's not healthy. And if you're looking at yourself saying, I ain't got that person, you probably the person that pulled from somebody else. So get some business about yourself. Info at momentswiththemobiles.com if you need a consultation or if you need a counsel. Just give us a call. 
We have moments, moments, moments. Just give us a call. Well, you can't give us just a call. Send us. Just send us an email. Our phone number ain't out there. So just give us a <laughs> You'll get a phone number after we go through the process of different <laughs> things. But then after that, before that, we have phone number ain't out there. But you can you can email us at info at momentswiththemobilies.com. Um, we are Mobley, Moments with the Mobleys on all social media, all the old ones and the new ones. I don't even know if they use the old ones no more. Instagram and X, X Files and thread, thread them up and all the. We are Moments with the Mobleys on all social media except for Twitter, which is now X. We are, we are Mobley, Mobley moments. moments. Very good. Subscribe on our YouTube. We see y'all come through and look. Just please subscribe. Y'all, y'all in there every week looking at it. Just subscribe. Just hit the main subscribe. Tell your friends about us. If we've helped you in any kind of way, shape, form, or fashion, share our information with folk. Get it out there. Um, we appreciate y'all. Oh, the Georgia thing. Go vote. We're sharing it. We've been sharing it on the Moments with the Mobley's page. Um, best of Georgia. The best of Georgia. Um, we are nominated. We're sharing it. So go vote for us, okay? Thanks so much. And we'll continue to put it out. Um, do, we have night, a, do we have a a time where it ends? I need to find that, and I will let y'all know. Yeah. But just go we'll, vote. I'll you share can vote it again. as many times you want, right? I'll share it again. So go in there and vote five times a day. So yeah, it's, it's not probably going to limit you, but just go vote. Go and vote as many times as you can every day. Yeah. And then when it stops, then just let the next day come and then vote some more. We appreciate y'all. I love you, bro. This has been Moments with the Mobleys. I am your man, Johnny Mobley Jr. I'm still his wife, Deidre Mobley. And we something like an ordinary couple. With extraordinary purpose. Peace out, y'all. Night, night, y'all.